Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 519 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show, we'll be having an answer with David Love. Now, he has featured on various podcasts over the years, and they've normally had a double O at the end of it. So we're on episode 519 now. Uh, however, this is the 10th anniversary of the inception of the podcast this week, because this is when we're doing the pilot. Next week is the official 10th anniversary with episode 520. So we'll be putting him in the, you know, the, up there as part of our celebrations as we preempt next week's big party. Uh, we'll be having a chat with Quarry Bank Musical Theatre Society about their production of Singing in the Rain, which is on now. BMOS, tell us about their show. I met up with them to have a natter about half a sixpence. That's at the Alex next week. And we will also be having a word or two from Compton Care. Vicky wouldn't let us know about their See Much More campaign as they encourage not only their patients and people they help or serve in the community, but also you to see more and live life to the absolute max. That's all on the way. But first of all, the Seekers have released their Farewell Golden Jubilee tour on CD and DVD. It is a fantastic product. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Judith Durham. Hello. Hello. How fantastic to speak to you. This is wonderful. Of course, I've been to Wolverhampton, which is great. Well, this is it. And I mean, you, there's not many bits of the world you haven't been to in the 50 plus years the Seekers have been out on the road. And obviously, when things started back in 1962, I'm sure you didn't imagine that 50 plus years down the line, you'd be celebrating uh, the fantastic release of this beautiful album. Look, thank you for saying it is beautiful. We, we hope everybody's going to enjoy it. We had to celebrate our 50 years, quite a big thing, a golden jubilee, so that all of us were still able to perform. And this particular concert, which is on the DVD as well as CD, that was done in Melbourne. So we're very, very pleased. That was 2013. It was recorded. But only now is it available for the fans. So we're very, very thrilled. Yeah, and obviously you kept them waiting for this, and it is well worth the wait. The vibrancy and the energy in the music here, it, if, it, if it hadn't been for the fact you hadn't written the songs in 1963 when you really got going, it could have been recorded in 1963. Oh, wow, you couldn't say anything nicer. Thank you, that's just lovely. Well, all of us are in good voice, you know, so we're very pleased that we can celebrate it in every way. You know, we've got some very, very happy times and memories to think about because we really made it big when we got to England, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, the first uh, recordings we made were in Australia, but it was really coming over to England and it was the British people who took us to their hearts. So we're always eternally grateful and it's a bit of memory lane with all of us when we're with the audience in these filmings. You, we actually part of the lives of so many people. I mean, I grew up listening to your songs because my mum introduced me to A, a World of Our Own, the album. Uh, she would sing Morning Town Ride to me as a lullaby to get me to sleep. And, you know, this sort of music, I suppose, folk, yes, a bit of a skiffle sound too, possibly. But I mean, what, what was the, the impetus that got all this going? Well, people didn't really know how to refer to us when we first got going. You're so right to be hesitant about how to refer to it. I mean, we were thought of as folk, but of course it was sort of folk pop because of the fact that Tom Springfield, who was Dusty's brother, of course, uh, he gave us the commercial sound with the song that he wrote especially for us, which, of course, went straight to the top of the charts, I'll Never Find Another You. Mm -hmm. And that surprised everyone, and they didn't know how to pigeonhole us. Of course, Peter, Paul and Mary were already out there. Bob Dylan was around, Joan Byers, so there was certainly a lot of folk and, and pop influences uh, throughout the industry. 
but it was a growing industry, so people really had to get to, used to a new sort of pigeonhole for us. But with the music itself, though, it's the way it was recorded made such a difference as well. The use of stereo, I know, was a bit different in the 60s, but even if you listen to the album of the Farewell Tour, you've got that same, I mean, really signature stereo sound that makes the music live around you. Oh, how wonderful that you think that. Well, look, we, we, that is a wonderful thing. It's also due to our producer now, because Marco Cristiano is now the one who's our actual record producer. He's very much studied our original sound, the acoustic instruments and everything. He's made a very important factor in how this record is put together to make it sound as much like the original group as it possibly can. So, of course, our own individual voices and instruments never change, but there's nothing like, you know, what can be done in the studio now as well. And but to get a good live recording as well, often I think if you haven't been to the concert, the live CD doesn't necessarily always work. Here it does. You feel like you're transported there. The way the audience are joining in and you're getting the energy of them singing back to you, it actually works really well. And I haven't seen the DVD yet, but I take it that's going to be as great an experience, particularly with all the extra video clips and messages as well that come alongside it. Oh, yes. Well, we're very thrilled about that. Yes, indeed. I mean, um, I didn't mean to give an impression, by the way, that it was a studio recording at all. Of course, it was done absolutely live on stage. But it's the post-production, you know, when they give the mastering touches to give it the best sound it possibly can when it's transferred onto the actual disc. But, um, yes, we're very, very thrilled because on the DVD it gives uh, the tributes. You know, because it was our 50th anniversary, our, our 50th birthday, as it were, uh, we have a tribute from Olivia Newton-John and Sir Cliff Richard from Andre Rieur, for instance. So, you know, many, many little touches come in, which people who have the DVD, as well as the CD, you know, they'll be able to pick up on all that. And indeed, we did record a special song for our 50th anniversary, which was a known song, of course, over in England, because Silver Threads and Golden Needles had been quite a big hit for the Springfield. Mm -hmm. So we actually did our first version of it, and that's the live version, which is on the CD and DVD. So we're very thrilled that it's getting an airing now for the first time uh, in this way. Yeah, and you've got Act 1 and Act 2 on the disc. Your tracks 1 through 11 are uh, the first act. I mean, when you've got a song like I Am Australian as well, I have to admit I hadn't realised you were Australian and because I hadn't heard that song. But I mean, you, you were you know, singing songs that were you know, bringing the Australianness of your music and the, the, the culture that you were carrying over with you around the world long before many other people were singing about this sort of thing. Well, it's, it's very true. But mind you, a lot of people didn't realise that we were Australian. And we've actually, you know, people, were, even in America, they thought we were English or, or many people thought we were an American. And uh, one time somebody said, oh, I'm, I'm interested in the fact that you've got kangaroo butter. You know, can you really milk a kangaroo? You <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so, yes, can't, of course. But that, it was a sort of a brand name that in Australia they decided that would be a great brand name. But people really didn't know a lot about Australia in those days. Well, people can certainly learn more about you through the music. Uh, if you're new to the Seekers, this is going to be a great way. And it may be the farewell tour, but certainly the music is going to keep going for many, many years to come. And with the DVD release and uh, the CD out there, I think you need both, really. You've got to listen to one in the car yet and enjoy the other one on the big screen at home. Oh, that's 
lovely to hear. Well, I think that's what I'd have to do myself, to be honest, because I like to have both in my possession and to be able to choose between the two. Well, it's lovely to hear your thoughts. It really is. No, absolutely brilliant to speak to you. Thank you so much for sharing the music after over so many years. Thank you for being part of my life, as you have been for so many people. And uh, we very much look forward to re- reliving this whole concert with the Farewell Golden Jubilee concert available now on both DVD and CD. Judith Durham, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you, Jason. Lots of love and God bless everyone listening, including your mum, Jason. Thank you. <laughs> hey there, Georgie girl, swinging down the street so fancy free. Nobody you meet could ever see the loneliness That's the Seekers with Georgie Girl live as part of their Farewell Tour CD. And don't forget that DVD is available now. David Love is appearing at the Woodman Folk Club on the 14th of June. He's here now to tell me more about that and lots of other fun stuff too. Hello, sir. Hello, Jason. It's nice to see you again. And uh, this time I'm in an episode that doesn't have two zeros at the end. I know. Well, it it is actually sort of ten years since the pilot this time round. So it's kind of worked out. You're You're on an almost celebratory episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got the right people in for that then. Well, That's my speciality. Almost weddings. celebrations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so oh, what's going on then? Because the, the, the folk club event is just the tip of the iceberg with you at the minute. Um, yes, it is. It's, well, it's the tip of a not very, very big iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's not a Titanic-sized one. Um, I've, 
on the uh, 14th of June, which is a Friday, I'm doing the uh, Woodman Folk Club, which is no longer at the Woodman Pub in Kings Winford, where it all started off. It's been running since 1971. Mm-hmm. It's one of the longest running folk clubs. I think you're allowed to change of venues in that sort of time. Well, the only reason they changed it was because the pub has been knocked down, so they moved to Ashwood Marina uh-huh. in the little um, Ashwood Hamlet. Um, well known for the garden centre where my wife spends an absolute fortune <laughs> but the irony is on Friday nights I'm in the Woodman often but not the Woodman Folk Club I mean back in the old pub because they never knocked it down after all and they've got a nice Thai restaurant in the area oh. where, um, we used to, uh, where we used to play so actually on the stage it sounds that's good though, so yeah, quite enjoyable yeah. so it's still there. but anyway it's, they're, at, they're at Ashwood Marina very friendly club and it's got this um, continuity, if you like, that goes right back to 1971. Mm-hmm. There are people who've, you know, it's completely overlapped. There's never been a hiatus and then somebody new, completely new has, has come in. It's just been a continuing sort of a club right up to up to the present. And they, they, they book huge names, mm-hmm. national names. And then I, obviously I, when, they're stuck, as they, when they're stuck, they'll put me in and a few... Um, and from time to time a few other local people which is great because mm-hmm. there aren't so many of those type of clubs around these days you know they, you either have to pay a fortune to go and see international stars mm-hmm. or it's just a little sing around in a, uh, in a bar or a club or you know for, where people pay nothing mm-hmm. and nobody gets paid yeah. um, and so you know the, the, let's face it if you're not a committed um, follower of the folk tradition yeah. it's the, the entertainment Qualities or the entertainment potential is going to be a bit. It's a little lower than up, you. Up yeah. and down, shall we say. Of mixed standards. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So this all runs alongside the fact you're yeah, dismissing the fact you're an international star, but you've been doing quite a bit of telly and a few bits and well, pieces. I like I, to I, tell I, people. Yes, I've been doing a bit of telly. Yeah. I don't know if it counts you when you go on quizzes. I think no, definitely does. Definitely does. I mean, does. you are on the telly. That's right. Yeah. But it's not like you get paid. For yeah. You get more repeats, but no repeat fees. Yeah, that's right. I've, people say, tell me they've seen me on the chase now and the times. I've not seen a single one of the repeats. Yeah. Because they, they obviously don't keep in touch with you to tell you when the repeats are going to be shown. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I popped up on there um, and, and repeats of, uh, I think, 15 to 1. And I did 15 to 1, I think, since I last came on. Mm. Um, so you've been on with Sandy, is it? That's right, yeah. yes. Yeah, I actually, I actually bowed to her. Well, I couldn't stop myself, dude. <laughs> but you have to look down a little bit. I said, did I just bow to you? <laughs> and she said, no, darling, it happens all the time. Don't worry. Um, so we did that one, got to the final stage of it, yeah. and then got beaten by an astro physics student from Edinburgh. They're the worst yeah. kind, I suppose. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're they kept no throwing stuff. these questions at me. Um, but it turned out his mum taught our kids in Ounsdale School in Wumban. <laughs> small world, small so world. All things all, all the way. And of course, there's still Mastermind, which you, which you dine oh, out on too. Now, here's a lesson. Here's mm-hmm. a lesson. Uh, you've heard the word hubris. I'm sure all the, all your listeners <laughs> are familiar with that hubris. And um, I got through the first, uh, the heat, mm-hmm. um, and I did... Um, the paintings of uh, Peter Bruegel, yeah. the elder, I like them. Did all right on my general knowledge because I always lot fancy myself in the general knowledge. Then for the semi-final, I did Stan Cullis. Right. Um, and I thought I really do want to do him justice. And yeah, I had a good round in the semi-final. So all I'd got, I was ahead, couple of couple of points ahead. All I needed to do was have an half general, half decent general knowledge round. So I'm yeah. sitting in the chair, waiting to go up, and I'm thinking to myself. I never renewed my passport. I wish I'd have done that <laughs> because you get a trip out of the being in the final. Yeah. And it was too American again. I was going to do Ogden Nash, the, the poet. And I'm thinking all these things. What am I going to say when I'm on the telly in America again? 
and, and so I come up as confident as ever yeah. coming final. And I had the worst general knowledge round I've ever had. It was an embarrassment. <laughs> but I got about five questions right. Yeah. I had that thing where answer the first two okay. And then somebody just throws you a question and it's the worst sort of thing where you know it mm-hmm. but you can't do the And you're completely lost, haven't got a work. clue. And that's where you waste time mm-hmm. and then that it's never happened to me before. But and, and that's bad as well, because you don't know how to deal with it. It mm-hmm. was the first time it's happened to all of a sudden, God. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm cringing into my seat. <laughs> you know? And I, I was leading the start. I think I came fourth out of five in the end. I just mm. but it wasn't it a complete embarrassment. He threw away the, the no, general. No, it, it was a total Okay, but you showed you knew your subject, which is what counts. Uh, well, yes, yes. But when you think, oh, you know, anybody can do this, especially subject. Mm-hmm. You know, what counts is the general knowledge. That sorts the men from the boys. And, of course, you find out you're one of the boys. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you're still enjoying it. You've got other um, applications in at the moment? Um, well, well, you're not allowed to talk about it. Well, I can because I've not anything back from the people. You know, you, you hear the big numbers in this who wants to be a millionaire mm-hmm. and they've started it off again. So I've sent up the application, but uh, I probably won't hear anything about it because I think once you've been on a you know, mastermind and um, brain of Britain, so you can't lie about it. You've got no, to you tell them they're fine. Yeah. Fine. It makes it much harder to get on the on the big ones on the game shows yeah. and where there's money at stake mm-hmm. it's catchphrase still yeah. running could you tipping point oh, i'd love to see I, on I tipping point well ten thousand quid you know yeah and uh i am toying with you know because I'm, I'm thinking about um, my actual gainful employment i'm mm-hmm. thinking of ringing that door halt in the next year or so mm-hmm. and um, ten thousand quid would come in handy yeah it's a nice little bonus payment wouldn't it that'd be yeah, good tax-free yeah yeah you can't you can't be snobby about these things no. and those sl- those machines are great i love playing them on the pier so it'd yeah. be fantastic oh, I to, do to watch it. them i was never allowed to even have a penny waste of money you'll lose your money but look it's about to fall off no yeah. you can't look at you and so yeah um, I would try, but again, I bet you it's really difficult to get on. Yeah, I can imagine there's a queue yeah, of people queue for queue everything mile, like that, yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's stick with the folk scene for now yeah. then. So uh, it is the 14th, it is yes. uh, Friday and, night. Yes, Ashwood Marina, um, and I'll be doing what I do do when I do mm-hmm. uh, do this stuff. I mean, I have to face it, I can't really sing, mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't play a lot better. Um, you fit in perfectly on the folk scene. Yeah, I didn't so, say so that, I, I was joking, I didn't mean you're that. You're right, <laughs> you're right though, because, you know, jazz music, what fantastic musicians jazz musicians are you can't do anything but admire them but the trouble is that's all i can do i can only admire them <laughs> and yet i goodness here some drunken bloke in a corner of a bar who can't sing and he sings high germany come pull you know and all of a sudden you get that tingle factor up his mind. <laughs> the that, magic wor- that, that works for me yeah um it doesn't so uh no i'm uh, i'm not slick but then again i'm not too uh, embarrassed about the actual material mm-hmm. so i like to try that out a mix, mix of stuff you're meant to laugh at for the right reasons yeah. and then some stuff you're not okay you're gonna give us a bit of a flavor of it. before we do though let's just mention the gig again so it is on friday the 14th friday the 14th of june 8 30 8 30 but turn up a few minutes early probably because you're bound to be packed yeah yeah um at um yeah 8 30 ashwood marina um which is in ashwood yeah. Strangely enough, that, that works. I think there's only a marina and a and a nursery in Ashwood, in Ashwood. So you can't really, you can't find it. Actually, I was going to say you can't miss it, but you, you, if you don't know it, you, you probably you've got to track it down. So yeah. you're looking for the Woodman Folk Club online. 
Yes, just look on, online, the Woodman. If you just put Woodman Folk Club, yeah. you'll get in. Just put that into woodmanfolkclub.co.uk. You'll, you can find it that way. Well, you'll find it that yeah. way. Woodman, Woodman Folk Club, even with Kings Winford, mm-hmm. which is the nearest large place. That yeah. will pick it Sandy up. down the road. Yeah. And yeah. what are you going to sing for us? Well, I thought we'll... I'm going to practice these for your <laughs> listeners. <laughs> these aren't going to be too slick. I'll, I'll, we'll, have some, we'll have a contrast. We'll have um, one that um, you're not meant to laugh at, mm. um, where, which, which was, um, came as a result of a holiday in Wiltshire and being dragged round a churchyard by my wife, yeah. who does that thing, I'm sure it's a woman thing, you know, oh, look. He was only seven. Oh, oh, yeah. the, you know. But there is a history to these. There's a story behind these graves. It occurred to me, and I thought, well, hang on. Yeah, there is a story, particularly if you make, make one up. Yeah, yeah. okay, so, so you're, you're doing so that. So I'll do that one, and then I think we'll, we'll, other side of the coin, it'll just start off. The very first line of it is a line that you will have heard millions of times, well, thousands of times, um, and teachers in, particularly, in particular will be sick to death of it. <laughs> and... Um, that's it. I don't want to spoil it. Okay, we've got to work out which one's a serious one and which one's a fun one. We'll do that as we go along. Yeah, okay. Well, you can usually tell minor chords imply sad and major ones. Joyful. Okay, for those of us who are musical and talented like myself, that'll be tricky to work out. Meanwhile, yeah. David Love, always good to speak to you. <laughs> Where can we find out more about you online? Um, well, do you think I've got a website? Okay, you just Google God. David Love and you'll find probably yeah, loads of TV yeah, appearances. You might find a few YouTubes yeah. uh, down, down in the past. Yeah, yeah, you might find me on YouTube if you can go down about 80-odd pages. <laughs> you turn up there. Yeah. Right, go and get the guitar. We'll have a little uh, sing, listen oh, to you yes. singing song. Thanks. Cheers. Lying in a country churchyard Five in from the gate Never saw a flying fortress Barely knew the welfare state Didn't dose on penicillin Well, not until a bit too late Sunshine follows shade Night pirouettes with day Flowers bloom and fade And lifetimes pass away Jackdaws laugh and curse, but people overhead Hush their tones, and worse, they walk with solemn tread Dance on my grave Dance on my grave And if you left feet feel free at least to misbehave dance on my grave fancy who'd have thought to bet how very soon we'd flirt again with war that men would walk the moon might have been a fan of Elvis Till the Beatles came along And gladly mortified the kids By joining in the birdie song Dance on my grave Dance on my grave 
And don't be scared to wake the neighbours They could do With a rave dance on my grave In the parish hall in 1945 Watch them dance the jitterbug Bet I could have danced the jive Might have done the funky chicken Anyone could do the twist Might have even risked a pogo What a lot of bopping to be missed Dance on my grave Dance on my grave and you could organize a conga or at least a Mexican wave dance on my grave dance on my grave dance on my grave That's David Love performing live. We'll have another track from him a little bit later on. BMOS are at the Alexander Theatre from the 11th through to the 15th of June with half a sixpence. I have with me Neil, Annabelle and Dan. Hello. Hello. So let's find out who each of you are playing in the show to start off with. We'll go to the start of this end. I'm Arthur Kipps. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's the lead character. And you're pretty much never off stage. I am never off stage. Played by Tommy Steele in uh, the old one that you may remember. Mm -hmm. Next. Uh, I'm playing Anne, who is Kipps' childhood sweetheart, um, but I won't say any more because that would be spoiling the plot. Okay, you're right, no spoilers, we like that, <laughs> right, fine. And? I'm playing Sid, who's uh, a shop boy, I work with uh, Kipps in the shop with him. And uh, is this the reason to start with the facial hair, is this to get you into, into the yeah, past? Yeah, this is to get in period, this is uh, a genuine... 1901 moustache that you've been specially cultivating for the occasion. Years, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think they had that much hair gel back in the day. No. Oh, well, that actually, there's a line about a lot of uh, hair gel. Mm-hmm. Brilliantine, in fact. Yeah. So we'll see. Okay, we'll see how that works itself we'll into the story. Into okay, that, that'll look good. So uh, tell us a bit about BMOS to start off with. Uh, the company is based in Birmingham. Yep. Two shows at the Alexandra Theatre, mm-hmm. including this one, yep. funnily enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, been going for 130... 30-odd years. Yes. 133, it's definitely pressure release. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Just to prove I read something. <laughs> this is my first one with them, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know as much as some of the others, maybe. <laughs> uh, but lovely company. Um, professional uh, in most things that they do. Well that's the great thing about Amdram across our area, there are so many people who move between groups and there's so many good people who are doing a fantastic job of putting these on things on stage, so it's never quite an amateur production, it's always a, a professional one and that is going to be shown in the sets and everything as well isn't it, because this isn't a cheap show to put on. No. No. Okay, so favourite bit of the sets, have you seen them so far? We haven't actually, so, not at all. So you're waiting for the tech rehearsal and all that. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. when we'll see the set for the first time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the music itself, though, that's going to stand up on its own. And you've got a great band as well. Yes. Yeah, very exciting. The best part of uh, rehearsals is getting the, the live band in and doing the, the band call because it just it really brings the show alive with the, when we get the music in. Because normally we practice with just a piano. Mm-hmm. So once we get the band in, it really just makes it 
become real for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it brings it to life for you. And obviously, with, with the leading role, have you been uh, a little bit nervous about this, or are you looking forward to it? I'd like to say no. Uh, that's an absolute lie. Um, incredibly nervous. Uh, it's a massive part. The first time on stage at the Alex? First time on stage at the Alex, yes. Uh, second time on stage in Birmingham even right. so uh, for me it's a bit of a, a new experience mm -hmm. um, but I've been to the Alex and we've been to see a couple of shows there uh, looking forward to it so that's going to be good and each of you got, have you got a favourite in the song in the show we'll start this end of that one. Oh, uh, um, um. <laughs> there's a yes in there somewhere isn't there <laughs> really good yeah. I, I like uh, which ones do you do? Should we start off with that? Do you, do you, do you know that bit yet? We do. Uh, um. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, uh, Annabelle. In the cause of economy, yeah. we do that one. That's uh, the one we do with Kips yeah. uh, on our own. We do one called Building a Mansion. Normally Which he has a script. Really when he hasn't got a script, he really struggles, it seems. Okay. So, Annabelle, are you better at sentences? I think so. Yeah, okay. Um, I'd say it's a toss-up between a song called I Don't Believe a Word of It, which I do with three of the shop girls, and it's really fun. Um, there's a lot of skirtography. With, well, from the girls, not yeah. so much from me, but we're having a little tiff. Um, and then I like Flashbang Wallop. Who doesn't like Flashbang Wallop? Yeah, Apart from really Neil, fun. but they couldn't <laughs> even think of that one. one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Me, because it's really tricky to say. <laughs> okay, so you've got a difficult one to do with that one. Okay, so what's your favourite thing? Uh, my favourite is... is yeah, poignant, meaningful uh, ones and everything. Poignant, yeah. meaningful ones, but also some really tricky, wordy ones. Mm. Is he any um, good at singing to you? Uh, well, I was going to say my favourite. My favourite is her number yeah. um, because I don't have to sing in it. Right. So that's why it's my favourite. And um, she's got a lovely slow one in the second half um, after have a bit of an argument. Mm -hmm. And um, that's probably my favourite. That works for you. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to hear you do a number from the show. What are we going to hear? Half a sixpence. Okay. It has, absolutely has to be. How do people get hold of tickets though? Before we do all that. Um, you can go onto agtickets.com. AGT, Shall I ask Neil for that one? Yeah. <laughs> Neil, what is it? Google you the go. Alexandra Theatre website. You can get tickets from the box office. Yeah. Or if you can message anyone from BMOS, we'll be able to get you tickets as well. So basically, check out where you guys are on Facebook and then start talking to you. That's the easiest yeah. way okay. to do it. That'll work. And so the song is half a sixpence. Who's involved? Are you all involved in this one? Just Neil might have to sit out. Okay, so that, that's probably for the best because when you scripted, he should be okay, really, in theory. Shouldn't it? So it is BMOS, it is half a sixpence, it is at the Alex from the 11th through to the 15th of June, and they're going to give us a flavour of it now. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It says in the Sunday paper what lovers' tokens are. There's amulets and talisman, like a ring or a lucky star. It tell an offer sovereign is the thing they use a lot. But sixpence is the only thing I got. Still, half a sixpence. It's better than half a penny It's better than half a farming It's better than none It's a token of Our eternal love When you're far away Touching every day And know that half a sixpence Can only mean half a romance Remember that half a romance is better than none. But when I'm 
two of sixpences joined together make one. Of the sixpence is better than half a penny. Is better than half a penny. Is better than none. It's a token of. It's a token of our eternal love. When you're far away, touching every day. Touching every day. And know that of the sixpence. Can only be half a romance. Remember that half a romance is better than none. But when I'm with you, but when I'm with you, one on one make two, one make two, and likewise two of sixpences joined together make one. La 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 la, joined together make one. La 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 la, joined together make one. Fantastic sound of BMOS ahead of their appearance at the Alex with half a sixpence. Compton Care has a brand new summer campaign. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Schools and Events fundraiser Vicky Wooden. Hello. Hello, hiya. How are we doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And with a glorious summer ahead, lots of great stuff planned at Compton to keep the name going and, of course, keep the funds rolling in. It's vitally important that you have some sort of special summer fundraiser too. Yes, absolutely. And we've got a brilliant one coming up this summer. We're really excited about it. Okay, tell us more. Okay, so this June and July, we'll be launching a campaign called Hashtag Be Much More. It's ultimately... A massive fundraising campaign that we're going to launch across the catchment area and try and get everyone involved with. And we're also using it as a platform to raise awareness and dispel some of the myths that exist still around palliative care. Yeah. So, obviously, the work that Compton do is across uh, a large number of different areas. I would say probably no two of the people who use Compton are ever the same, are they? No, no. Um, We get very different cases every day. Um, Lots of different families coming through. Um, you know, lots of different people that we see and each one has their own individual needs and needs to be supported in their own individual way. You know, with this campaign, we sort of say to people, um, firstly, palliative care doesn't have to be something that's only accessed in the last two weeks of a person's life. Um, We chose the name hashtag see much more um, because when someone is referred to Compton, we see them as much more than their diagnosis. We see that individual We get to know the person behind the illness. We find out what's important to them and we understand what makes them unique. And then through the very best clinical, practical and emotional services, we offer people the care and support and encouragement they need to live their best life possible for as long as possible. You know, it's it's from very early on in diagnosis and we want people to realise that they can come to us and we can help them to continue to do the things that make them who they are. So at no um, point are you really switching off from someone and going, right, this is it, there, they're there, sit down, we're going to wind down and, and leave you to it. It is very much a case of we're going to live every moment that you have remaining yeah. with you and try and make sure that's as long as possible. Absolutely. You know, life is for living and that's our motto here. Live the best life possible. We'll do everything we can to help you do that. Um, You know, over the next couple of months, you're going to see a lot of the marketing materials coming out around the campaign and they actually feature our lovely cover girl, Brenda, who's um, a patient here at Compton. She's been here a few years. She's living with incurable cancer, Um, but she's living her best life. And she said that when she first was diagnosed, it started to feel like it was something she was being defined by, you know, she was defined by her illness. People saw or talked about her illness first. 
and she massively credits Compton Care for seeing her for her and mm. treating her like the Brenda she always was. Um, her full story is going to be on the website during the campaign, along with many others from all sorts of different patients and their families and the staff. Um, and, and Brenda talked about how, you know, Compton gave her everything she needed to continue living life. The fantastic teams are there if she needs advice or a bit of emotional support. They help with managing her cancer symptoms um, and they help her to build confidence. Her story tells that the specialist staff have helped her to see that she's so much more than a cancer. She's a mum, she's a grandma and a friend, and she's also a massively keen gardener. You know, <laughs> she'd stopped going out in her beautiful garden. I've seen it, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, because she'd lost the confidence to get up and move around, but our staff have helped her to sort of get that confidence back, taught her how to do, uh, you know, different things to keep her moving and safe. And she's now doing what she loved once more. Um, so that's that's a big part of what this campaign is, really. All the other stories that you'll see of people who can continue to live their lives despite their illness. They, they might have an incurable illness, but they can still do what they love, and we will help them to do that. Absolutely. It is something which, if, if, you, if you let it stop you being you, there are problems, and Compton is there to make sure that isn't the case. And, yeah, you do some fantastic work. I've met people when we've been around either on the wards and also in the outpatients team, and they are so brimming with excitement for the fact they're involved with Compton. It's not a negative yeah. thing. It's a positive part of their lives. Oh, God, yeah, it's, it's such a positive part. I mean, you know, you, you go down to the ward, I meet patients every day, and that. Yeah, they're so they're having fun when they come to Compton. I think we get this reputation that it's it's very dark and gloomy, and it's so very much not. It's it's about living life, as I keep saying. And you know, the other side of this this campaign is to help people in our local catchment area, seeing that actually by living their normal lives, they can help our patients to do that too. Okay, so how so, do we get funds in to make sure yeah. all this happens? So what we're doing, um, we are asking people uh, this summer to think about the things that make them who they are. So do they like to play golf? Do they like to read or dance? Do they love meeting with friends? And then we're saying, can you turn these passions into pounds? You know, could you have a readathon, Or could you have a gin and jamas party at home with your <laughs> friends where everyone chucks in a fiver for Compton instead of spending money on that night out? You know, could people hold a five-a-side tournament or get sponsored to run a marathon if they love to be active? Um, or a marathon in a month if you, you know, we, we want our supporters to see ultimately that they don't have to climb Everest or swim a channel to make a difference but by just simply doing what they love in their everyday lives, we can actually help someone with an incurable illness to continue to live their everyday lives too in the best possible way So their chance to uh, yeah, do their bit, raise some funds, so uh, where is all of the information on this if people want to find out how to get involved? So, we have got a very special dedicated page for this campaign. Um, if you go to our normal website, you'll find the link there, which is www.comptoncare.org.uk, or you can visit bemuchmore.org.uk, um, and that will take you also through to these pages. You can read the stories, you can find out how to get involved. You know, every penny raised will enable us to continue to support these patients and their families um, to live the best life possible. And you can also give us a call. The fundraising team are here to answer all your questions, to give you some ideas, help you put plans together. So if you call 0300-323-0250, we'll be there to help you set these things up. So get involved, set this up, 
have a great time enjoying your life and helping others to do exactly the same thing for the work of Compton Care. Yeah, absolutely. It's that simple. You know, just by doing what you love, you can help our patients to do what they love too. Give us the contact details again. It's cmuchmore.org.uk or call 0300-323-0250. Vicky Wooden of Compton Care, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Lovely to speak to you as always. More from David Love now. This one's a little bit of fun. A bit of folk for you here on the Milk Bar. Oh, they do it, it wore me Went and locked the teacher in the lavatory I was only walking past a little nonchalantly They do it, tore me Oh, they do it, it wore me Whittled up the gravestones in the cemetery It's too busy getting flowers for me nan for free They do it, tore me Oh, they do it, it wore me Chating in me O-level geography Anyway, I bit me cribs too small to see They do it, tore me Oh, they do it, it wore me Speeding round the ring rude in me XR3 Someone nicked it off the car park at the chestnut tree They do it, tore me nah. To get on in life, it's essential that you know. Tell you what you do, it's more important what you do. If there's a question mark against you and you want them to remove it, say, prove it. Ah, oh, they do it, it wore me. Anonymously tipping off the BBC. I oh, they expect to sack the foreign secretary. They do it, for me. Ah, oh, they do it. It wore me Exercising power inappropriately It's them intense, them just desperate for publicity They do it Tore me So, I'm on the tea at Wentworth No, I ain't lost me senses I know the fees are massive But I stick up on expenses When this bolt of lightning floors me And this old man in the sky Is grinning out his beard I says, do you want to tell me why? He said Oh, they do it, it wore me Have a look in Genesis, I think you'll see I give you all free will to shape your destiny They do it, tore me Besides which, I could do it It ain't me Ask your smart-ass scientists, they all agree I don't exist, take my responsibility Could do it, they do it me. Thanks again to David Love for performing live there. Quarry Bank Musical Theatre Society presents Singing in the Rain from the 4th through to the 8th of June. It's going to be down there at Briley Hill Civic Hall. To tell me more, we've got Carl Cook. Hello, sir. Hello, Jason. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm great. Yeah, yeah, very well. And you're kind of preparing yourself for a traditional British summer on stage at the Briley Hill Civic Hall. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's uh, We will be... Re- be ready to uh, sing in the rain. So you've got four main principles in this and a great supporting cast. Tell us a bit about the show. Um, well, Singing in the Rain, it's, uh, it's loosely based upon the movie. Um, so it's it's set in the Roaring Twenties and uh, silent movie stars are the biggest names in the world. Don Lockwood um, is the is the big star, but there's a talking picture is on the way um, and a chance meeting with a talented young chorus girl uh, is set to steal his heart. So we've got a number of great 
numbers, singing and dancing numbers in the show um, uh, from the movie. So Sing in the Rain is the, the obvious one. Mm-hmm. The do-do-do-do one. Um, so Good Morning is also in it. Make them laugh. Make them laugh. Make them laugh. So, yeah, there's some great songs in it, great dance numbers, and we are having water on stage in Brawley Hill. Well, this so, is the thing. This yeah. is quite good uh, because you've got to try and do this somehow. And I know, uh, you know the likes of Tommy Steele have played this on stage, and uh, we, mm-hmm. we talked to him about the problems they had getting the water right. So you guys have really got to go for it, haven't you? Yeah. Essentially, they're building a false floor, which has got a full drainage canal and storage in there for the water. It's then pumped back up to the ceiling, which is uh, which is used as rain. So really, technically phenomenal production, sir. And are you having to do the old trick of to make the visible? You have to put milk in it, so it's slightly milky rain. Yeah, I believe so. It, it's a, it's a type of additive I think they put these days. It's, um, it's, it's much yeah, more friendly it's, than turning it into yogurt on your cast. Yeah, quite. Yeah. Nobody wants that. I'm sure Laura at Leo's costumes wouldn't appreciate her costumes being covered in in a dairy product. No, that's uh, we are going to be lactose intolerant for this one, and make sure that you have a great time uh, with your singing and dancing in the rain. And obviously, it, 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 there is one song that everybody knows, and that is enough of a draw. Let alone all the other good stuff that's in there too. Mm. Singing in the rain is is the, the famous one. Uh, Richard, who's playing Don Lockwood, does it wonderfully. He's also a great dancer, so he he does it justice. Is all I can say. Well, it's going to be something to look forward to. Uh, tickets are on sale now. As we say, it is at Briley Hill Civic Hall, the fourth through to the eighth of June. ct.co.uk forward slash qbmts dash s-i-t-r where you can call the box office on 0300 that's 0300 or of course look for QBMTS on Facebook and all the usual places and you can get all the details and everything's going on and Carl you've got some little cameos in the show what's your favourite bit of the show that you're in? Oh my favourite bit is probably Moses Supposes okay. I've seen Moses Supposes which is a great song um, and it's taken me weeks and weeks to learn it because it's very wordy. Okay, so there's challenges in there for everybody. I like it. It all works well. It is, yeah, that's right. Carl Cook, thank you for joining us. Break a leg on stage, but try and make sure it's not because you're slipping in a puddle, okay? Most appreciated, Jason. Thank you. <laughs> that's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining us back with episode 520. I've got to plan a party between now and uh, our record time next week. So we very much look forward to having you along for that one. And we'll see you then. Ta-ra for now. Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.